this start. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm um, Monica. I'm a compulsive overeater. Oh, there's a recording note that's not disappearing. Hi. Sorry. Get distracted. Um, uh, grateful to be here. And um, just need to kind of acknowledge I'm a little bit nervous. Ah, I guess I, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful to be here. I I am in Santa Cruz and we never had a century meeting when I came into the rooms and um, and I just, Zoom is an amazing thing that I can go to um, a meeting anywhere in the world and and that um, a tribe that I'm a part, I, I have lost 200 pounds since I came in the room and um, just to have a place where someone understands what it's like to be in a body that's morbidly obese and um, and coming, you know, getting into recover that way. So I'm just uh, grateful to be here tonight. And um, yeah, so uh, qualifying what it was like. Um, I did come into the rooms about 10 and a half years ago, which blows my mind every time I say that because I couldn't stop eating for 10 minutes, let alone doing something one day at a time with the grace of God for 10 and a half years. Um, but I, uh, before I came in the rooms, I. Um, yeah, I was about 200 pounds heavier than I am now, and I'm just 4'11", so 350 pounds. I mean, not only was I um, morbidly obese, I was just, I had come to a place of I wasn't really even, I wasn't mobile. I was shut in a lot of my life, and so um, that's how I entered the rooms. But how I got there, I, um, I, when I was little, I, um, you know, I got really good at sending, um, becoming who I wanted people, I thought people wanted me to be and to really let the world think that I was doing okay. And the truth was, I wasn't okay a lot of my childhood. Um, but uh, I had a mother who was a professional dieter, I think, and um, a father who wasn't very available. So I just, I kind of got into this pattern of there was good food and there was bad food, but um, I just slowly kind of crossed up, um, I'm doing okay, I'm doing really well, and that was important to my family, just show up and look like you've got it all together. So um, that was, you know, what I could say a lot about my upbringing, but it really was that. I needed the world to think I was okay. I would send a representative of Monica that showed you that I was okay. And um, I never really let you know who I was. I never really connected with you. Um, what I know is, Food was a comfort, obviously, well, obvious to me when I was little, as I, you know, life wasn't very fun. And, um, and it, you know, became a, a little bit more of a habit and a compulsion and it definitely an addiction. Um, and I, you know, a compulsive overeater is what I am today. Um, but I, um, I, I didn't think the world knew that I was a compulsive overeater. I, I kind of, um, I just kept thinking I was showing up in a way that everybody thought I was okay. And that was just really important to me. I didn't want you to notice my mom left. I didn't want you to notice any of that stuff. Just notice that I'm good student. I, I can tell you to blip off if I want, you know, I'm also spite, like that was how I showed up. And so you wouldn't know how hurt I was and food was becoming really important. And as it became more and more important and I was more addicted to it, I learned less and less about how to live life, how to how to have a relationship with human beings. I didn't know how, kind of scared me. Um, and it says in our literature, you know, I was more comfortable with food than I was with people. And that was definitely true. Um, and, you know, when I came into the rooms, I had a lot of shame around what I did not learn. 
I didn't learn a lot about how to be a grown up, how to have a relationship, how to be financially stable, how to be on. I mean, I didn't know how to do what, what I used to think everybody else knew but me. Um, but when I came in the rooms, it was such a relief to hear that y'all had some of the same problems I did, you know? Um, so yeah, food was, you know, what I did. That was my full-time job. And, um, I was also a mother, but, uh, I mean, sadly, that wasn't my full, that wasn't my top priority. I love my son with all my heart, but I became, I was compulsive overeater. So that definitely ranked higher. And I have shame and guilt that I've been working through. Um, when I came into the rooms, my son was uh, 17 and running as fast away from me as he could get. Like I was like just a big ball of control and fix and manipulate all under the cloak of helping, of course, but it really was doing all of those things. And um, the more he pushed away, the more I was out of control and ate more. And so, um, yeah, I had really not had any functioning relationships for many years before I came in the rooms. Um, my body was giving out. I, um, I had kind of come to the place, as it says in the literature, that I wasn't actively planning to commit suicide, but I had really come to a place like there are no diets that work for me anymore. I've tried them all. I'm just morally broken. I cannot do it. I had my family saying, just suck it up, Monica. Can't you just, and I couldn't, I'd beg myself, put the food down. And I just couldn't do it. It was, it wasn't even a pleasure anymore. It was, it was, I had to do it. Compulsive eating was what I had to do. And I didn't know that it could be anything different. You know, a craving was a command back then. I, you know, I couldn't separate that impulse from the action. There was no separation. And, um, and it took me coming into the rooms to realize that and to, to start to do it differently, find it differently. So, um, yeah, I, the way I came into the rooms, I had three friends and we were going to find, I don't know what I was even thinking, a diet that worked. They were I pulled the OA stick. There's God right there for you. I think we had a few places we were going to check out. I pulled the OA stick, you know, not a real one. So I said I would go check out a few meetings. And um, and I remember crying to them the night before saying, I just need some hope, guys. I'm really, I got no hope. I was so, my sleep apnea, sleep apnea had me really clinically depressed. Um, my, I just hurt all over. My kid didn't even want to talk to me. I didn't go anywhere. I was afraid to do anything. Um, and I sat in my car at the parking lot of the OA meeting. And I said, you know, if everybody here is fat, they don't have the answer. And if everybody here is thin, they're not sick. So I, you know, it was really set up to fail. I was ready for them to fail. And, um, but again, God came in and I sat there for a while and I watched people and I said, just go in. And, um, I can't tell you exactly the words I heard, but what I know in my heart now is it was hope. And I heard someone say that hope for them stood for um, hold on pain ends. And I heard that and I was like, er, that's what I need. I, 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 I'm not at a hold on place. Like, I don't think this is going to end, but I just listened. You all ate like I ate. You even wrote it in the book about what I did with food, the things I never told anybody. Um, and you weren't doing it one day at a time, just one day at a time. And you were crazy like I was crazy. And your family was running from you like mine was. And today you, you could smile. You could laugh. Very serious are diseases, as it says in the literature. You know, we're, but we're not a glum blot. And I, I just picked up on maybe. And um, that's all. I, I didn't know anything else. I couldn't really. I know someone had 
you welcome newcomers and someone looked at me and said, do you want to talk? I was like, no, what, leave me alone. I just want to sit here. And, um, and I just stayed. That's all. You know, people say, Monica, why this? My higher power brought me, this is a solution that works. And, um, and so that's what I know today. And I'm going to stop for a minute. Is the timer going to be an audit, a, a time that I'm going to hear? Yes, every seven okay. minutes, which you're coming up on. Okay. Thank you. I'm just really auditory. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know I heard the reason for my disease is unimportant. What deserves my attention is there is a solution for the still suffering compulsive overeater. And I needed to know that because I just kept thinking, man, what is wrong with me? But, you know, there's, as we've all done, like, come on, why can't you? And going to therapists and say, once you figure out for me why I keep eating, that I can, you can fix me. And really, like it says, I just wanted to eat like I wanted to eat and not gain the weight. I didn't get the whole, I mean, I got quickly, I learned I, if I'm powerless over food, that was a relief. I could put the mallet down. This is not a moral issue, Monica. You're really powerless. You couldn't stop. People would say, well, do it for your son. And I think, I can't even do it for my kid. Um, of course I can't. I'm compulsive overeater on my own, I can't. I needed the power greater than myself. Um, but that unmanageable piece, I didn't quite get right away. But, um, you know, once that food fog lifted and somebody said to me, just try not eating some sugar, 24 hours, see how you feel. And sugar wasn't my big thing, but just starting to let go of the things that were creating this big fog in my head. I don't know how I functioned without it. I mean, with it, I don't know how I like even could think clearly. Um, but I started to get that, um, just how unmanageable my life was. I think about like those old time operators, you know, they plug in all the calls and what had happened is I had this, just this visual of this huge mass. The food one was every cord in my life was, and it was, it's all a knot, right? And it's, everything goes into food, everything. And so the way I visualize it is as I recover, like I'm just unplugging them one at a time. Oh man, this one is crying. I need to cry right now. Oh, tired. Like, everything went into food and I just have been slowly just pulling them out, pulling them out, pulling them out. Um, and so that's what happened is I just kind of got that I could see how unmanageable my life was. And I heard the serenity prayer, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And what I know today is that's everything. I can't, I mean, I have very little power to change anything other than my own thinking most of the time. Um, and the courage to change the things I can which is also just me. Um, and so I sat in the rooms without a sponsor for a few months. That was scary. Um, but I did start asking food. If I eat one of you, am I going to want a thousand of you? Okay, today I'm not going to eat you. And that's just the grace of my higher power that I heard that message because I didn't, you know, my enough switch is broken, my full switch is broken, my hungry switch is broken. They don't work. I have the disease of, you know, part of my compulsive eating is volume. It's not just the substance, but it's quantity. Volume can trigger me. Um, so I just kept asking it. And one day at a time, I would just listen. If I eat one of you, will I want a hundred of you? Okay, I'm not going to eat you today. And they just, that's how I kind of created my list of what I could and couldn't eat. I knew the big ones. My first abstinence was I couldn't eat standing up or in the car because those foods didn't really, that food didn't really count in my world. 
And I just started doing that. And, and then I got like, there's something to these steps. It's not about just the food, Monica. That's one leg of your three-legged stool. There's two other legs. I kept hearing that. I'm like, uh, you know, I kept trying to balance on that one, but I got that. I just, you can't, <laughs> you can't do it. It's exhausting. I did try that for 40 years, but it, you know, it doesn't work. And so I asked someone to be my sponsor, someone who wasn't going to hold me accountable. Hey, Monica, did you do your step work? Yeah. You want to talk about it? Nah. I'm fine. Um, and that didn't work for Monica at all. I'd say, oh, if I have a problem, I'm going to tell her about it after I fix it. So she's going to be really proud of me that I fixed the problem. And so I got to get a different sponsor that was more a, a connection, how I, I wanted to be able to talk to that person more often, tell of my food, um, you know, work and read together. Like I needed that accountability piece. And I've had that same sponsor now for about almost 10 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been a process of, um, of really, you know, first working time, I worked the steps really getting, you know, I really thought that there was nothing, you know, when I say I'm going to be writing lists of people I own amends. I've never, I've only ever been really nice. Like I'm a people pleaser and like just all the things that these steps have brought to my attention. Like, wow, I have a side of the street. Cause in my world before the world was my street, like your streets were my streets and I was going to help you clean them up. And, um, and, you know, through the guidance of my sponsor working the steps, I really got to see that, oh, I have a side of the street. It's right here. It's mine. And I have a part in, in what, is causing havoc in my life, you know, working that fourth step and, and sharing it with someone and saying things that I don't like to say about myself. Like, Ooh, mm, I'm going to tell you that I want my kid to go to school because if he doesn't, it makes me look bad. I happen to teach. And like, like those ugly words that I can't, you know, like that part of me is like, Ooh, I just said that out loud again. But like, that was my truth. Like, yeah. but I learned to be honest with another human being and to be human and to, um, to, to kind of show up in that way and to let people show up to me in that way. And um, so I just started being honest and telling my sponsor my honest truth and walking in humanity. And, you know, when, when she would listen, she'd say, okay, so I'm sure you, you know, we talk about maybe some character, but self-centeredness, self-pity. And I was like, hmm, I don't quite hear that. You know, like, like just this whole getting in touch with my humanity. And um, that's a big one. Monica likes to show up as perfect like you don't think there's anything wrong with me because that's that's old wiring and again it's unplugging everything but um you know what I what I can say is what happened what I slowly started to get in relationship with my son which I did not anticipate this I came into the rooms to get thin but what I got the gifts the miracles the miracle first I put the food down but like that my son and I have a relationship now he'll call and say mom can I run something by you you know, like he'd be like, mom, yeah, but whatever, bye. You know, he, nothing that I show up today and I can listen that I can, um, you know, bite my tongue, you know, and, and listen. And, and like they say, take the cotton out of my ears and stick it in my mouth because the Monica before would be thinking of my response while you were talking. Um, again, that's, that's not pretty, but I had to admit that so I could be present with the, I was never present. So I'm present with people today. Um, I hear, I listen, I'm working on not giving advice. I still, that's my tendency is to help and give advice. And I know today that's often not really what I'm doing. I'm wanting to kind of manipulate fixing, 
feeds a place in me that's not um, not a healthy place. So just being aware. Um, I have this, I had this dog, may he rest in peace, Barkley, and I would take him for walks. And um, he would, I take him to, I live by the beach and I take him there and he'd walk with me. And I would know that when he put his ears back, he was going to, he was off the leash. He was going to run. He was not going to listen to me anymore. And I'd be, ugh, because I just see it click and he'd run. And I say that that's kind of what I learned. And what I am learning is I'm learning, I've got to keep my ears up. Because when I click my ears back, I'm not listening to anybody. I'm not, especially not my higher power. Um, it's Monica's will. And um, I just, I always think of him and I think, oh, look where your ears are, Monica. You are not listening right now. And um, Monica's and, 14 minutes, a little over. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I started noticing seasons. I'm a teacher, little people. I never noticed the seasons. I never noticed that things changed and birds are singing more in some seasons and colors and temperatures, like embarrassing maybe for me, but like, wow. And what a joy now to have the monarchs coming to my, they've been here the whole time, but I see them now. Like it's, it's gratitude. I, grat I can't even be said in any, enough times. Um, I used to think that I got the the worst class every year. Why are these kids, man, they are so hard. Huh. Why do they give me all these kids are so hard? Man, they're all out to get me. And don't you know, since I got in recovery, well, now they're giving me the good kids. You know, like, it's just about me, how I can look to the, like, that's my prayer. I have lots of prayers I say in the morning, and, and one of them is, is just help me to look to the light. If you see my um, my video, oh, it's not going to show it, sorry. It's a big sunflower looking like it's up, and, and, and that's my reminder to look for the light, because I can find the dark. I'm good at that, um, to look for the light in the day, and today, that's what I do to the best of my ability. You know, I wake up in the morning, and quieting my mind is not easy. I have a very kind of ADD diagnosed mind. And so I had judgment about what meditation might look like or sound like. And I found a way that I can quiet and still my, my brain and bring myself back to quiet. Um, I say many prayers. I like to change some of the things I read in the literature, especially the for today to, to suit what, like, there's a part of it for today. I bless you. I love you. And I release you to the higher power that dwells within you. I say that one a lot specifically to my family. Like I just have to like pry my little hands off of it again. And I bless you and I release you. Or, you know, I give, I surrender things to God with uh, the absolute confidence that solutions are on the way. Like I just say lots of prayers in the morning um, to kind of get me in that place to remember that, that I have a higher power um, and, and how am I going to take that higher power in the car to my class, to the grocery store, into traffic? How am I going to take, you know, a, a friend in programs, she says at the beginning of the day, cover me, I'm going in. Like, okay, God, you know, cover me, I'm, I'm going in and, and I'm going to need some, some coverage. And um, so my work is to do that. I, in the morning, I often, if there's something, a fear, because I am a fear-based mammal, I've decided that there's somebody in the rooms who says that, and I believe that's me too. But I, I have, I, you know, I decorated, I made a little God box. And uh, I put my fears in there in the morning. That was something I heard in the rooms and it it helps me a lot. You know, what I've learned in this program is just because things are out of my control does not mean they're out of control. And that has been a huge gift. Like, okay, God, and God, my higher power here is like, just, just wanna make sure you realize I'm putting, it, 
you know, like I have to remind my God. Um, and then I go through some acceptance. I just, things that are on my mind, because 417 from the big book is a big part of my daily life. Like acceptance is the answer. Some person, place, or thing I'm not accepting is exactly the way it needs to be. So I just go through, I accept you, I accept you, I accept that, I accept that as it being exactly as it needs to be right now. And that helps. Um, I, uh, I send my food to my sponsor. I tell my sponsor if it's going to change. I don't change my food in the, just before a meal. Like that's the, I learned early on that is not the time to change my food plan. It's at the time of the meal. And um, I reflect on the morning readings at night. I reflect on the day. Um, I don't always write down my 10th step, but I try to, or I at least talk to my sponsor directly about it. I check in a lot about what I call my pistosity level. Like where are my pistosities? You know, my resent, is there anything in there that I need to, to give my attention to my fears is the big one that I go through in the morning. That one can um, re really kind of jade my day. Um, I, I can say that it's not that I don't worry anymore, but I see it. I hear it. I say, Ooh, there you are, old friend. I know you, this is what we, you do with me. So I, we need to go talk to our higher power. Let's go check in. Um, and when I can remember with absolute confidence that solutions are on the way, God's going to give me my next right step. You know, as long as I keep in that fit spiritual condition where I've got that channel open, I'll get my next right step and I can ask for all that I need to take it. I read that, read that in there so I can, this is what's my next right step and give me what I need to take it. And, um, and then it's not Monica on her own. Because Monica was that, you know, with the rocks around, like, you know, trying to swim, but just doing it all by myself. And I love when I read, this wasn't meant for me. I was not meant to do this thing called life by myself. And I was not meant to recover by myself. If I could have, I would have a long time ago. Um, you know, and so, um, yeah, today I have friends that I can call and say, can I just tell you what's happening with me right now? And it might be something very small, something big, just, I just need to get this off my, I need to get it out of my head. That's often, I just need to get this out. Can I call my, can I just tell you, I just got a note from God that I should not have this food. It's not, it, it just needs to go for now. And I, I, can I call you and tell you that dinner is closed? Dinner's done. Kitchen's closed. Like if you would have told me, I would have shown that side of me to anybody. No. Can I call and cry? What? Like the, the miracles are, are unbelievable. My father right now is older and he is not a happy older person. And that is heartbreaking. We were very in a very codependent relationship and I've learned how to love him and not try to fix him and not try to make him be happy. Like it's acceptance. Again, acceptance is every morning and I accept dad just as he is today. Monica, 21 minutes. Thank you. I That's my work to just say, okay, and God, I give it to you. When I can't find that acceptance yet, I can, I can accept that it's in God's hands. And then I can peel my fingers off once again. And once again. And once again. And I can hear your stories of how you pull, peel your fingers off of it. How you accept or, or, or surrender it. Um, and then, you know, just one day at a time, I can walk through what feels big and scary. Um, and I just wanted to read one thing in the for today, which is one of my things that I um, I go to. I have a whole bunch of little sticky notes in this. 
Okay. This is uh, February 20th, not too bad, too long ago. Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. That's by Helen Keller. When I am troubled, I think my pain will last forever. Peace of mind appears to be gone for good. And the fact that I have faced and conquered problems in the past is forgotten. Although the yesterday's suffering may have little bearing on the present, I know that overcoming it gave me strength. My burdens today might seem greater than I've ever had, but so is my ability to deal with them. I am not where I once was. I have learned in a way that when I can do nothing more to improve a situation, there is a process in which I can trust absolutely, let go and then let God. For today, pain often comes from non-acceptance. If I find that I can neither change or accept a certain reality, I let it go for now, knowing that it is the first step in overcoming my misery. And that really helps me to remember, um, you know, through, through my higher power, these 12 steps, this fellowship, I can walk through really hard things and really lovely things and they can exist together and I'm grateful and, um, and, and I pass. <laughs>